At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Borman from the UVO. Welcome to Love Las Vegas for Guns Cussies with myself, Greg Ibs Peterson, now part of the Beast of Family Podcast. We've got a solid podcast for you today as we're going to be joined in segment number two by one of our good friends, Nick Lorenzo. He does great work over at Mid-Major Madness. I know that over at Mid-Major Madness, they've been having a lot of Twitter slash X, whatever the heck you want to call it in this day and age spaces. It's where people talk on social media and they've been able to gather a lot of insights from these coaches. So I will be asking Nick if there has been something that he's been able to gather from some of these coaching interviews that he's done that maybe we should be focusing a little bit more on because a lot of these coaches have been mentioning that. On top of that, we are going to be taking a look at gauging some of these teams that are currently dealing with the two-time transfers and whether or not they are going to be in the fold for their respective teams or not. Some of the teams that might have the most to lose because of it. Some of the teams that aren't actually very good footing because they weren't necessarily relying upon those and so much more. And obviously with the name Mid-Major Madness, our good friend Nick, he does incredible work taking a look at a lot of these teams that don't necessarily get the love that they deserve. So we are going to be diving in on the front of some of these mid-major teams that we should be keeping our eye on that maybe there's a lot of people that they are sleeping on. So we're going to be having that chat with Nick in segment number two. Really didn't see a lot of news and notes in segment number one. So this is going to be a very short segment before we had our one mandatory break for this podcast. So unfortunately, we didn't necessarily get a whole bunch in there when practices start to really ramp back up as now kids are back on campus. So I do think that sooner rather than later, we're going to be seeing more coming out about some of these guys that we're dealing with nagging injuries, things of this nature, and we should be able to get more and more on that front. So that should be coming in the coming days and coming weeks as well, we fill the time with conference previews. We are waiting on that front, but certainly we are going to be having more and more as the offseason progresses, but been a little bit bare the last few days, so going to be keeping this one a little bit shorter, and now would be a great time if you have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast to fire those in, and you've got one of two ways to be able to do so. First one is my Twitter slash X timeline at GNN underscore 81. Keep in mind letters ZM. Amy does not matter, so as per usual, please just send these into the timeline and the other way. That's fine, an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated, and then from there, you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. 
by the five-star review. As I was alluding to, a little bit of a bear day with regards to news and notes in college basketball on Tuesday. So we're not going to waste any more of your time. We're going to hit that break. And coming in next, we talked to Nick Lorenzen about these mid-major teams that he's feeling a little bit bullish on, what he's been able to gather from so many of the coaches that he's been able to talk to, and so much more right here on Cusco Seeds with myself, Craig Peterson, now a part of the DC Family Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to become a winning sports better? Schedule a call with SBIA to find out how their service can make you a long-term winning player. They've developed an innovative algorithm that maximizes units return, and they are so confident in their system that they offer a money-back guarantee. Sign up by October 31st and get their NBA package at no cost until they reach 10 net units. They treat sports betting like a business. So if you want to learn how to make your sports betting dreams a reality, visit them at SBIA1.com and check them out on social media at SBIA Sports. And we're back here from Las Vegas. Because with myself, Greg and now part of the Beast Family Podcast. It is great to be joined by this man as... We have got aboard Nick Lorenzen. He does great work over at Mid-Major Madness, taking a look at this great game that we all know and love of college basketball. He, much like myself, does a great job following this all 12 months out of the year. I know that he was doing some work over at Portal Report this offseason and now is a part of the Queens NC college basketball team. So that is what we like to see. Here we'll follow him on the old X slash Twitter over at N Lorenzen Sports. And Lorenzen is spelled with an E in there. So L O R E N S E N on that. And 
Nick, it's always great to have you aboard. Thank you. I always appreciate you having me on, Greg. What, we're only 48 days away, I believe, now? So as we've been saying it throughout the summer, we keep getting closer and closer, but we're only a month and a half away. Yep, we are getting closer and closer, and we're getting closer and closer to some teams being in a little bit of a sticky circumstance because right now the big question that we do have is what are we going to be getting with these two-time transfers? Because it felt like early on during this offseason, a lot of people were thinking, oh, the NCAA, they're just going to pass all of these waivers. A lot of people weren't taking them seriously. But we saw on the football front that one of these guys, they didn't get it. And right now with regards to basketball, it's looking to be a lot of the same as we did see a few guys like Joe Bashmili. He did not get his waiver to be able to play for BCU. Omar Silviero over at West Virginia. Guys like this. And how are you gauging this right now? Because I think that this is going to be of impact to a lot of teams, especially these mid-major teams that we're diving in on a lot of guys via the transfer portal if they're not able to be out there on the floor. Yeah, it's definitely not looking optimistic. About a week ago from today, the NCAA put out a statement regarding it. And it kind of all came down after, you know, Tez Walker from the UNC football team didn't get his second time waiver. So that didn't end up going through. As you mentioned, Joe Bamisil, Omar Silverio, both didn't get their waivers. So it's looking really gloom and doom right now. Like, it's not exactly something I want to ask coaches, but it's something that you do have to ask coaches. And there's a school like Mount St. Mary's. They have Terrell Ard coming in. Terrell Ard was at UAB. He was at Presbyterian. He doesn't have a number on the Mount St. Mary's website, so I'm assuming that they think that he won't get his waiver. The coaches have to be ready when they're recruiting these players that they aren't going to be playing this year. That's that's how you got to look at it right now. If you're going to recruit the portal and their second-time transfer, keep that in mind because there's a pretty good chance with how the NCAA is looking this offseason, although they're very inconsistent every year, it's looking like they're not going to be too kind this offseason with giving out a two-time transfer for waivers. Yep, and that is something that the NCAA did say at the beginning part of the offseason that they were going to be a little bit more strict on now. With the NCAA, as you just mentioned, the only thing that's consistent about them is their inconsistency, but it does look like they're going to be following through on this front. And are there any teams that, in particular, you take a look at and they might be big losers from this? Because the biggest one that pops up in my mind is Ole Miss. I've talked about them quite a few times, but... If they don't get these guys via two-time transfers, I think that they are going to be in a little bit of a world of hurt. But are there any teams in particular that you take a look at and you think, man, this would completely change the complexion of that? Well, off the top of my head, West Virginia is obviously one just because they completely overhauled the roster. But we're really not expecting much out of them. I think a lot of the mid-major programs that are at the top, they're pretty fine. It's more that they're returning talent instead of bringing in talent. Maybe a McNeese State who pretty much has a completely new roster and – they're bringing in all these people who have already transferred or, or just any school like maybe uh, Austin P that brings in all these guys from Northwestern State who some transferred with their coach from Missouri State down to Northwestern State. Now they're going from Northwestern State to Austin P. So those are two teams that come to my mind. VCU's fine because a lot of these guys that are that came over from Utah State are one time transfers with Ryan Odom. But when coaches are moving to a new spot in they bring town along with them. That's where you got to be a little fuzzy there. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. And Austin P was one of those teams that was coming to mind for myself as well. I do have a little bit of trepidation there as joining me on the show. We do have Nick Lorenz that he does great work 
over at Mid-Major Madness. And I'd have to think that St. John's might be going through a little bit of that as well. I recognize that most of those guys are one-time transfers. But I mean, with the just sheer amount of transfers that they have, they have to have at least one of these guys as a two-time transfer. Dennis Jenkins, apparently, is a graduate transfer. He was a guy that I was having question marks with because he began his career at Pacific. But looks like everything is on the up and up for them. But how good of a spot do you think it is? for some of these teams that they really weren't in the headlines during the offseason. I'm talking about these teams like with the Big Ten, for example. They're a conference that in general has avoided the transfer portal like the plague. You've got a team like a Marquette that they really didn't bring in everyone. And I think that these are the teams that, as of right now, may benefit from the most from everything that we are seeing on the waiver front because they don't have to worry about it. They know exactly what they're getting. Yeah, if you want to look at it at the mid-major level, these programs that are expected to be towards the top of the league, like I mentioned earlier, they don't really bring in much from the transfer portal. So you look at it and they say in November or December when they have these buy games, they can go and they can pick off a team who had trouble with uh, with two-time waiver guys. And then they can say to their recruits, they can build off of that. It's just like an NCAA tournament win when you go out and you win these buy games and you do it in a pretty significant fashion. So at the mid-major level, you got to take claim with that. And that's why the Big Ten's good every year because it's homegrown talent, four or five-star guys who go to these programs, they get built up, and they do something special, and they just they continue growing. So a league like the Big Ten's going to be perfectly fine. But then if you look at a league like the Big East, like you mentioned, Greg, Marquette, they have such an advantage there. And then you have St. John's who has a completely new roster, and Rick Bettina is bringing all these guys in. But also, if there's anyone that can work a loophole around in college basketball, it would be Rick Bettina. But they could be without a couple of key pieces. So you're going to see it in, like, in SEC with Ole Miss. Ole Miss has all these guys coming in. But then you look at a program like maybe Kentucky, who's always up there at the top, and they didn't really dabble in the transfer portal as much as they usually do. Or a Tennessee, who been up there at the top for the last couple of years and they didn't work the transfer portal and you'll see it in every league but at the mid-major level I think it's really going to help out these premier programs that are going to be fighting for an NCAA tournament bid in November December they could have these huge resume building wins just because these rosters are kind of question marks with these two-time transfer guys yeah we'll be remiss to not mention New Mexico State as well we all remember how their season ended last year but they had to completely overhaul everything the coaching staff all the players and as a team I think could be in a world of hurt as well joining me on the show we do have Nick Lorenzo who does great work over at Major Madness and how do you take a look at the outlook of a team like in New Mexico State because they might not have all their guys eligible and they're in a completely new conference as well after for so many years they were so dominant out there in the WAC and I feel like this might be a little bit of a rough year for not just Zay but Conference USA as a whole because they go through a whole bunch of different changes this is a completely unrecognizable league in which Liberty they're going to be in their first year in Conference USA I think that they are by far the dominant team with regards to that conference. Yeah, I think New Mexico State, actually, they're looking into what's happening in the transfer portal right now, and they're kind of making a little hit on it. They did it. They just picked up Rakeem Gray from South Carolina State, and I believe he's only transferred once. So he'll be able to go in there right away. But you have a player like a Jordan Rawls who's transferring for a third time, Georgia State, Western Kentucky, Femio Kale, Pitt, Seton Hall, New Mexico now. So they have a couple players on this roster. Brandon Suggs, I believe, is one of them, too. ECU, UCF, New Mexico State. They have a couple players on this roster, a couple significant players at that on this roster that are going to have to go through this waiver process. They could be very barren. It could be possible 
Davion Bradford, another one that they could have maybe four or five guys on the, that were expected to be on the roster not play because their waivers don't pass. But that helps out a team like a middle Tennessee in the league who's returning a lot. And like you mentioned, Greg, a Liberty first year in the league. Coach McKay always does a great job with bringing in his own talent. So for teams like a Liberty or a middle Tennessee, it's much more beneficial because they return these guys and they build up themselves through the program. But New Mexico State and even Louisiana Tech, who brings in quite a bit from the transfer portal, maybe even Western Kentucky, it could be fuzzy for them heading into the season because they could be without four or five key guys, and then you have to roll out these freshmen. It's crazy times in college basketball right now. Oh, it is very crazy times in college basketball. And you know what? That's what we love because we always love to be able to take a look, try to figure out this puzzle that is a great game of college basketball. And I know you guys over there at Mid-Major Madness have been having on a lot of coaches with regards to some of your Twitter slash X bases, whatever the heck they're calling it in this day and age. I have no idea what it is, but where people talk and you're able to hear it on social media, that's the best way of being able yeah. to put it. But I know you've been having on a lot of different coaches and have you gathered anything from some of these coaching interviews in fact, the last few weeks, because you've had on so many different coaches, whether that be someone like an Andy Kennedy, whether that be some of the guys from like the Big West, you're able to just scour the entire country. You guys have done an amazing job having so many of these guys on. I believe that you're able to have on Dusty May of Florida Atlantic as well, which that's a very nice kid. He's been very generous with his time to the media here in the offseason. But I mean, has there been anything that you've been able to gather from some of these coaches that maybe you weren't thinking about coming into the season that as you get to talk to these guys more and more, it's becoming of more significance? Just team-wise, I thought UC Irvine was great last year. But they ended up losing quite a bit in the transfer portal. They lost their best player to Butler. They were really without a big man last year. Colin Volpe uh, graduated. And then they lost DJ Davis, Dawson Baker. I thought maybe it'd be a down year for them, but they looked really good in their in their foreign tour. I, you can, I guess you can call it a foreign tour. They were playing in an international tournament, and they were representing the United States in Asia, and they dominated all the teams. They ended up winning the tournament. You look at this UC Irvine team when UC Santa Barbara is a clear favorite in the league with what they're bringing in the transfer portal, what they're returning with A.J. Mitchell. UC Irvine should be right back up there again. Coach Turner does an amazing job over there. I just think the Big West as a whole will be great. UC Davis, they return Elijah Pepper, who I believe he is the second most points returning in the country. And I've always been a huge fan of him. Hawaii should be good. The Big West will be really good this year. Patriot League, a lot of people are really, really high on Holy Cross, as they should be, because Dave Paulson's a great coach. He's been able to win in the Patriot League before when he was at Bucknell. He was able to win in the Northeast at the D2, D3 level. So there's a lot of optimism around this Holy Cross program that they could finish maybe 2-3 in a wide-open Patriot League. There's so many coaches with so much optimism because really there's two through 10 that's wide open in the league behind Colgate. Everyone knows that Colgate's the hunted in the league. So that'll be really interesting. Mountain West, of course, New Mexico. There's a lot of talk around them maybe making it back to the NCAA tournament, doing something there. And yeah, this week we have the MAC and the CAA. So I'll be talking to a couple of MAC coaches, CAA coaches on Thursday. There's a lot of optimism right now, as there should be. We're about 48 days out. I'm excited. Absolutely. And I know that you were talking about the Patriot League. I personally put Holy Cross number five in my projector or finish, something I typically don't do with a team that 
not what it is. They've had their struggles in recent years, but I do think that Dave Paulson, his familiarity with regards to the Patriot League is going to be very big, and I think that that is a pretty talented roster as well, and I also like Loyola Maryland out in that conference as well as Nick Lorenzo. He does great work over at Mid-Major Madness. He is joining me on Coast Coast Hoops. I know you mentioned a few coaches that you were speaking to. Has there been a team over the last few weeks that maybe has been emerging on your radar as one that maybe you were sleeping on towards beginning a part of the offseason, but as you dig more and more, you like them more and more because you were mentioning Holy Cross. That is one of those teams that is starting to come onto my radar a little bit more. The more I take a look at Loyal Marymount as well, because I just recently did my WCC preview. That's a team that I'm worrying up on. And heck, I know that we were talking about the Sunbelt a few weeks ago as well. The more that I take a look at a team like an Old Dominion, they're a team that I'm warming up on too. Are there just a few teams in particular that maybe you're sleeping on towards beginning part of the offseason that the more you look at things, the more you like them? I was really sleeping on George Mason as a lot of the nation is right now, but I think Tony Skin has done an immaculate job in the transfer portal, and he brings back quite a, quite a bit too. Ronald Polite, if I recall correctly, either first or second highest improvement all time over one year for George Mason player than what he did last year. And he comes back. They bring in Trey Wood from LIU, Jared Billups from Siena, Darius Maddox comes in, Woody Newton from Oklahoma State, Austin Ball is a highly touted freshman from the area. Jalen Hayes was an also comp player. Mari Kelly, he's a graduate student, so he should be fine. He comes in with a lot of experience in the A ten as well when he was at Duquesne. And Nico Pavret comes in from Central Michigan. So they have a lot of guys there on that roster. We mentioned Conference USA earlier. I was kind of sleeping on Middle Tennessee. I feel like I do that quite often, but they continuously finish towards the top of the CUSA. And I think that, honestly, they should be the favorite in the Conference USA because they're just stalwart in that league, and they return a lot. And they also bring in players like Ty Mosley from Mississippi Valley State, Jacob Johnson, who's a really good three-point shooter. Josh Ogundeli comes in from Iowa, where he showed some signs in the Big Ten tournament last year of being a significant player. I mean, those are two teams. We mentioned Holy Cross a little bit earlier, New Mexico a little bit earlier, but rising up the radar. Another one I kind of want to mention that I don't think I've been sleeping on all offseason, but and people are starting to catch on to it a little bit, is UNCW. We were talking about them in July, Greg. They play that great defense, and they return a lot, and they bring in quite a bit from the transfer portal. But I think this is the year Takeo Siddle gets over the hump, and they make that Siddle tournament, and they could flirt with being in the top 25 of the country. They could be that Charleston the last year. So if I would name three teams right now, probably UNCW, George Mason, and Middle Tennessee. Oh, there might be a lot of normal college basketball fans are sleeping on UNC Wilmington. If you've been betting on UNC Wilmington, you are not sleeping on them, though, because they have been a top-10 team against the spread the last two years at 40-24-2 against the spread. So certainly if you've been betting on them, they've been able to make you a lot of money and Certainly, if you bank on this guy, he's always going to provide some great college basketball insights. Nick, you do amazing work over there at Mid-Major Bandis. Also, congratulations on joining Queens NC, as I know you're going to be helping them out throughout the season as well. And I know you're very active in the game of college basketball. So love the good people at home. Know it's all on tap for you and how people are able to follow along on social media and other platforms. Yeah, I appreciate that, Greg. Uh, over on Twitter and Lords of Sports, as we mentioned earlier, and at Mid-Madness Wednesday. When this comes out, we'll be having the Mac Twitter space preview. We're going to have Dan Engelstad on, Tobin Anderson, John Gallagher, and the CAA, Pat Scare will be on. Might try to get Gino for, but it might just be Pat. Pat Scare is always a great interview. Next week, we're going to do the Ivy League 
in the Southland. But we're doing two of those previews every week. I'll be talking college basketball on both those Twitters or X's or whatever the heck they're called. Whatever they want to call them in this day and age. As that's changing, just like we're going to be seeing 18 teams out there in the Big Ten sooner rather than later. So we've got a lot of change happening there. But one thing that stays the same, the absolutely tremendous insights of Nick Lorenzo. A big thanks to him for joining me right here on Coast Coast Hoops, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. And if you do like hearing from this fine podcast, Coast Coast Hoops, you're able to subscribe wherever your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to be able to throw those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, slash my X timeline, at GNNR41. Keep in mind, letters M. Amy does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. And the other way, that is via an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. And then from there, you are able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Big thanks to Tristan once again for joining me on the podcast. And with regards to those conference previews, we are now into the power conferences. We've got the American, and we've got five of the major six conferences remaining as I did my Big Ten conference preview on the podcast yesterday. So... Certainly, we are getting into the big boys with regards to that, and I'll be with you guys every single day on this podcast here in the offseason, giving you those previews and the news and notes of college basketball, and then once we get in season, picks and analysis on every single game, every single day. So I appreciate you tuning in today. I'll be back with you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.